Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Wherever you are in the world, it is my pleasure to say welcome to Wow What a Show. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ, our beloved Savior, God's own redemptive plan wrought through the person of Jesus Christ. And we call him Savior because there is no other like him who gave willingly his own life that we could be those who are no longer responsible for making that payment, which we could not make anyway, because we could never have conquered death and come back to life. My name is Phyllis, and I am the host this evening of Wow, What a Show. And remember, we always begin with Psalm 19. Heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night shows knowledge. There is no place where the language is not heard. We give glory and honor to God who is always performing. He is a show and it is such a show. And if you are like me, you will always say, wow. Just at this time uh, last night, the winds here where I live began to really, really kick in. The speed of that wind was something amazing. Power outages happened. Thank God, just flicker for me. But there were many who had no power for some time along the whole coast. Even eight hours down uh, from my home state, I hear on the, you know, in these kind of coastal uh, to middle state um, locations were without power for quite some time. And only God, you see, we can create the all this wonderful um, technology that we have and ways that we have of having an easier life. We can do that. But what we cannot do is stop the wind. We cannot do it. And the wind can knock out these big generators or power sources so that we also are without power. And that is an amazing thing because in the world, right, we have technology. We really do, and a lot of it. And it does uncomplicate certain tasks that we need for life. But we still have access to some old-fashioned uh, methods that would keep us going. But if God didn't stop the wind, and if he chose to blow everything away, even that would not work for us. We cannot stop the upheaval. I told you once about the table in the backyard, heavy glass in that uh, outside table. And it's a long table. It's not even a short table. Picked up by the wind and dropped right on the ground, smashed into many pieces that, I don't know, it's a heavy glass, you know, I don't know what what it's called, but surely we lost that table and the umbrella that was 
you know, kind of grounded there. The whole thing just blew away. How blessed I felt when I woke up the next day and it had not been me that was blown away, right? That the Lord's mercy was upon us and we were able to last live through that time period. And so we are giving God thanks for being on the on, on the on the stage all the time. He is the performer. He's the one who upholds this world and keeps us all until he shall return. And um what I want to do tonight is kind of pick up from where I was uh, last time, giving my testimony. I um, started with it, with the you know just the the new year kind of remembering that, and so I shared out part of the testimony. Now, as I said last time, our testimony is not just one event in isolation and separated from the lives that we are living. Our testimony is that we are the redeemed of Christ and that he called us out of darkness one day into his marvelous light. And in so doing, we found something we didn't know was possible. We found a lot of peace. We found help in times of trouble. We found a hope that, you know, we didn't know was possible. That is the hope of eternal life. We found some good stuff, and we are so grateful for it. Um, and <clears throat> in that he did what he did, we can all have a testimony. And there are, I think, many, you know, not just a testimony of our rebirth, which is the magnanimous one, but then throughout him walking us to the very uh, righteousness that would cause us to obtain eternal life, we are living through several deliverances and other uh, aspects of God raising us up so that our testimony is throughout our lives. And I could stop at any one moment in time, probably, and, and give you quite a different one. But I gave last uh, week the testimony on how the Lord delivered me from fear and showed me by letting me live through it, <laughs> the power of being saved by the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ. That blood is the life-giving force that he let go of. It was spilled out, drained out on the cross, but then he took up life again, conquering death. And that blood was shed once and for all. Never again will we need to be redeemed. I give him glory and I praise him for that. In the giving of that testimony, you heard me also refer several times, or maybe once or twice, I can't remember, um, about how the Lord called me early in the morning. Early in the morning. I would awaken sometimes at uh, 4.30, but almost all the time I was up by five and I I was working and I had to be at work, I guess, by nine. And those morning hours would be so uh, precious and lengthy. It would seem that I didn't have to rush at all. 
I would spend a good deal of time with the Lord, wake my children and get them ready for school, take them to school, drive to the train station, get off and get on a train, get off the train and walk about two, two and a half blocks long, you know, city blocks to my job up to the seventh floor and I would be on time. The Lord just gave it to me. He just did a miraculous thing during that season. And the significance of those meeting times, I never, you know, kind of isolated it out as being different. I don't know during that time. I just knew it was early. I knew that it was a leisurely time spent with the Lord. I knew that it was a time of great revelation, great understanding. God just instructing me and telling me things and giving me melodies so that I would remember uh, the scriptural references that were meaningful to me and giving me scripture so that I could battle through. And so the morning was the significant time. And of course, I always listened to radio at night. Also, I went to bed by, you know, teachings on the radio, but it was in the morning that the magnanimous work of redemption in me and understanding was wrought by the Spirit. And so I want to talk just briefly tonight about the morning, the significance of the morning. I began to hear um, in in my head, scriptures that refer to the morning. And so I just a couple of weeks ago, maybe two now, and I think I mentioned it in the podcast last week that the morning, uh, no, I said we would probably start Reve- the revelation of Jesus Christ, the book, the last book of the Bible this week. But I think it would be a, a I know that the follow up to last week to get us to the prophetic books, which we may or may not begin with the Revelation, but we're definitely going to read it in February. I'm pretty sure of that. But that would be to go into the new year having a different kind of understanding of how we spend time with the Lord. And to that end, I am going to talk about the significance of the morning as it is related to us in the Bible. You know, there are many, many, many scriptures that kind of speak to what I want to convey or to share tonight. And I'm going to start with Isaiah 50, verse 4. Well, uh, yeah, it's 4 and 5. I'm going to read both for 4 and 5. And it is written, The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear. and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Isn't that a wonderful scripture? Isaiah chapter 50, verses 4 and 5. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. 
He awakens me morning by morning. I want us to really hear that. He awakens me morning by morning. Good evening, Wisdom Asante. Thank you for being in the live studio this evening. Morning by morning. As a matter of fact, that is a wonderful, wonderful devotional written by Charles Spurgeon, if you have it. And you know what a devotional is. It's just a series of many, um, very many uh, exposés on a scripture. And morning by morning is really one of the one of the best ones you know that I have I have uh, myself read and you might want to get it yourself because they are to be read in the morning <laughs> and the in the morning is very very it's a powerful time it's a it's a time when the whole world to you to people who get up that early is still there is no noise there is no uh, distraction. There's little traffic noise. If you, you know, wherever you live, I lived in, in New York in early morning, the traffic noise is even uh, less less noisy than as the day grows, grows uh, older. So that morning time is precious if you need solitude, quiet, and you just want to be with the Lord so un, undistracted, so away from all the world. And you could be there to um, hear, right? To hear what the Lord has to say. So uh, wisdom wants my contact information. Yes, I will give it to you and I will type it right in here so that you can uh, see it in the chat, right? I put it in. You can simply type to me at Phyllis at Rehoboth Institute I-N-S-T-I-T-U-T-E dot org. Excellent. And I should love to hear from you. If you send uh, an email, I will get it. Thank you, Wisdom. Now, so the morning being this time that is so very significant. And I can attest to it because under the weight of that extreme fear that I was caught in, and, I, you know, I, I had not been that fearful before that I knew of. I didn't know I was that frightened of um, the uh, spiritual world. I didn't know that I was scared to death <laughs> of, you know, just hearing about things that were, <clears throat> that were, um, uh, that 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 powerful and strong with within the realm of things that you know were not Jesus Christ uh, angelic, and as I told you, I asked him to let me uh, see into the, the spirit realm, but I didn't want to you know see what I was seeing. So um, it was it was a shock. It, I, I was a, a bit shocked by it all, right? But what happened is miraculous and wonderful and good. God showed me so much and he taught me and he bought me from uh, I mean just from thinking that you know all was kind of okay um, but 
he showed me the beauty of my relationship with him. And so we want to read these scriptures uh, in the morning. And it, I start with Isaiah 50. And I want you to take a real close listen to it because he says here in this scripture that he gets a word in, uh, from the Lord to speak to someone who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear, even as the learned. And that's that's when you, you just are gathering so much information from the Lord and you are so in need of uh, that information. By the way, it's a time we don't kind of always know when we are well, when we, when we are in need of something from God, right? Because, you know, you're functioning as a Christian. You're going uh, uh, along to church, fellowship, having, you know, really good, good uh, ministry and times with other believers. So you're not quite aware that you are as unlearned as you are. And yet the Lord comes along, you know, just like that in a swoop. And he brings you into himself. And then suddenly you are amazed. You are amazed. Hence, wow, what a show. Wow, what a show. When you finally stop and you hear from the Lord and you look at him and you see all that he is providing, you are amazed. Um, and, and he is loving on you in doing this with you. So in the morning, like I would awaken at, um, of sometimes 4.30, sometimes 5. And I'm going to tell you, I was as awake as I needed to be. It didn't, I didn't feel sleepy. I, I knew I had to get up and go. And, and so I did. And that's what I did, right? And, and the Lord met me always. And in the meeting, I um, would both, you know, sing through and worship with him. And uh, he would talk to me in his word. I didn't talk to me outside, but in his word. And in doing that, I began to really uh, decipher his word. I, I would pull out of it uh, much, much, much. That was so wonderful. So wonderful. And it was such a good time. So I guess what I'm going to do tonight is kind of um, admonish you by reading several scriptures I'm going to admonish us all again to be aware of those morning hours and to get up and fellowship with the Lord. As some people, you know, sleep through the morning. I have a son who he kind of works at night, so I, I understand it. But I, I look at him and I think you are, you know, you kind of you don't have a day because you are asleep most of the day. And when I was growing up, good evening, Reams. It's so good that you are here. By the way, wisdom, um, my that you can get me that that's a that's an email that I will read and it's assigned to me. So that's good. You can you can uh, you can email me there and it will you know I'll get it. No one else will read it. Uh, it's only mine. But yes, so. In the morning. Now, I learned too a long time ago. Okay, very good. Uh, I will read it when the podcast is over and I will be in touch with you. That's a wonderful thing. I'm excited to hear from you. So then, this business of the morning, right? Um, 
when there, by the way, you know, this is a whole teaching. I could go on and tell you the great benefits of getting up in the morning with regards to our good health. I've read so much in the last week and I, I, I didn't quite, I'm, I might do this again tonight. I'm going to just not kind of focus on those, but there are great health benefits to going to bed early and rising early. As a matter of fact, that little adage that we used to uh, listen to, you know, be raised by early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise, right? And uh, so we hear these little jingles and they sound really good and we just keep on moving. We're not necessarily thinking that anything uh, is true in them. At least I wasn't and kind of focus on that. But as I have been reading and preparing kind of to do this, I find that the science of it all is is a good science and one that we probably should heed. Uh, early to bed, early to rise. There are things, and Jesus Christ himself would rise early. It is written in the Gospels. And I'm sure he went to bed early too because they were doing a good deal of walking uh, and uh, ministering. And if you have been involved in ministry, you'll know that it can be very fatiguing. And so what you want to do is get in the bed early because you know you're going to get up early the next day, right? So early to bed, early to rise, scientifically, medically speaking, this is the best way. And as, like I said, we could go on and talk about that. And I've, I, I have done, you know, some writing there. And the thing is, you know, get, getting bad, you, you'd fix a podcast in a week's time. And I feel so like, Lord, I need, I need a month to study this and put it all together. But I come and I know that God is going to feed us from his own table and not from mine. So I could do the best that I can and still miss it. So tonight, I just want to uh, impart to you, I just want to read these scriptures and know that if God is calling you, if you go to bed, right, and wake up in in the mid-morning, say, um, four or five o'clock, and you feel completely rested, I would venture to say that you're probably being called as Samuel was. Remember Samuel's call, he heard his voice. He got up and he went to Eli and said, you know, here I am. And Eli finally told him, I think after three times, it's the Lord, right? And so he, he said, here am I. And God called him to be uh, the first prophet and uh, the minister to the people of Israel. So if you're getting those that, that waking time, right, you're probably being beckoned. And it would be to your benefit to get up and to begin to read or to fellowship with the Lord and just see what's what's going on, because he may have something uh, that he really wants to uh, tell you about, deliver you from, use you in, whatever. Good, good mornings. Good, Reams. I think I said hello to you. God bless. bless. I'm so glad to see you. And um, so I would, I would, I would venture to say, do get up if he's if he's calling you, and see what is uh, on the your agenda for the day. The other point I want to make is not only is God maybe calling you to give you something meaningful for your own life, but you are also standing in his presence and given 
food and nourishment for your spiritual life that prepares you for your day. And not just one day, because the the the, uh, the pile up is going to be for the regeneration and the transformation of your very being. And that process of becoming spiritually the child of God. Yes, you did. It's okay. Yes. So the benefit is magnanimous. And we're not going to be extremely long because I... Uh, I, I'm not going to do the extended version of this. I'm just going to talk about these scriptures. So the significance of the morning, these Bible verses that we're going to highlight uh, will speak to the significance of the morning in different contexts, including creation, prayer, worship, and hope and renewal that each day brings. Now, I simply took these scriptures from a web page called um, BibleLife.com. And there are others that, you know, give you uh, meaningful scriptures on the morning and a, a list of those scriptures. But this is where I took these from. So uh, we start with Genesis 1-5, this reference to the fact that the evening and the morning are the first day. Something that I contemplate. I, I want to know why the Lord is bringing it to us that way. The evening and the morning are, or is the first day, are the first day. And um, um, when you think about it, right, the watches, the it, the watches of Israel, that is you know military watch, <clears throat> begin in the evening. They start um, at sundown. And then I think the next one is about uh, 10 o'clock or somewhere in there. And then the the, the third one was uh, between uh, three and six in the morning. So you're watching for, I guess, the enemy, you know, and um, people that and, and, and you switch off with these watches. Right. Um, so when you're getting called at three, four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock, you're still within a watch for uh, the night and the, and the day is beginning, that the daylight is beginning, but the evening and the morning being the day, you're still in a day. This way my mind figures it. I don't really know. Nonetheless, when you get up that early, you are in, you're, you're prefacing the daylight of, of your life what you're going to be happening, what's going to be happening to you during that day. It's a preface to that, right? So if you go into it, and that is the the uh, time of the day when we are in contact with other people, we are, are performing our daily vicissitudes and tasks for our lives. We are, you know, encountering things that we could not know in advance, or even if you knew it in advance, you don't know how the outcomes are going to be, right? So you're preparing. And therefore, that morning is how God has stated it here, the evening and the morning. The evening begins the watch and the morning ends the watch. So it's during those hours, I believe, that spiritually in our fellowship with the Lord and in our transforming, uh, the transformation of our, our, ourselves to uh, become the children of God, we need that watch time. We need that transforming time. We need to be prepared so that 
we are remembering the word of God and being very careful in our day. The word is rather watching over us, right? And your memory for scripture, I believe my memory anyway, is uh, better in the morning. And as Isaiah 50 uh, verse 4 is, is saying, he awakens me more in the morning. He awakens my ear to hear as even the learned. Okay, then we go to Genesis 1, um, I'm sorry, Genesis 32, 26. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Once again, you know the story of Jacob, right? And how he wrestled with the angel. And the angel came to Jacob and they wrestled and they wrestled and they wrestled. And then when daybreak was just to happen, he was going to leave. But uh, Jacob said, I won't let you go till you bless me. Now think about that. The angel of the Lord, which may have been a, um, it could have been a, a, a Christophany is, is what it's called. Could have been, right? And so he could have been wrestling with Christ himself. And uh, in that he wouldn't let go until he was blessed. That's very, very powerful. God then blesses Jacob. He walks with a limp in his hip for, for the rest of his life in his in his upper thigh because he wouldn't let go. He wouldn't let go. And that kind of reminds me of the uh, pain that we suffer, the sufferings of our lives that establish us. And of course, Jacob was established, right? So I won't go into that either. Welcome, Mame Jane Owusu. I'm so glad you're here. And I'm sure I didn't pronounce that altogether wonderful, but I, I do my best. And you can maim Jane Owusu. All righty. Next, we have Exodus uh, 40, 38. So the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day and fire was in the cloud by night in the sight of all the Israelites during all their travel. The presence of God was walking them through the night and by day. There again, there was the um, cloud over them. And Job, we go to Job 38, uh, 12. Have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place? This is God speaking back to um, Job because Job is questioning God and God gives him a series of questions <laughs> in answer to his questions, right? And this is one of them. Have you commanded the day? The, the, have you commanded your days and caused the dawn to know its place? In other words, the, it is placed at the beginning of the day. Have you ever, have you, have you begin to, at, at the beginning of the day that you're going to live and do your task and work and, you know, encounter others. This is not the night, the time of rest. This is the time of work and busyness. But I commanded it. God is letting him know that he alone has the power to place the dawn where it ought to be and that it shall stay there. And here we go to Mark now. We're into the New Testament. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went to a solid Terry place to pray. Jesus Christ himself arose early and spent quality time with the Father in prayer. 
And I always say, you know, if Jesus had to do it that way, I, I surely have to do it to, that way. I, I cannot uh, escape and, and walk around that. There it is, early in the morning, the precious moments when we are in his presence, we alone. I don't know if you've ever, you know, uh, just in the morning been there and um, luxuriating with God in his presence, in worship, in study. It is a, it's a, a momentous moment in your life. You will not forget that. Uh, what is it? The feeling, the uh, the energy, the strength. You don't you don't move from that so hurriedly. And in Mark, very early, I'm sorry, we just read it. Mark, very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. The discovery of Christ's um, resurrection very early in the morning. So he must have risen, you know, he must have rose from that grave very early because by the time they got there, he was not there at all. And then Luke, on the very first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spice they had prepared and went to the tomb. That's the same uh, adventure they're going to discover that Christ was not there. And then Acts 5.21, at daybreak, they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people early in the morning, not late in the evening, early in the morning, something very significant. By the way, in the health benefits I found, if you sleep, if you go to bed early and you awaken, you have a mental boost to get you through the day. That means you are probably more apt to hear to remember, to apply if you come early. Also, if the mint, your mind is boosted, you're more alert and ready for things that you may encounter in the day. First Thessalonians 5, 5 says, you are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. You know, he's brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are children who live in the light of the countenance of our father. We are reborn to light, not to the darkness. And that darkness can signify, you know, the, the blindness that we lived in before we came. Not that you couldn't see anything with the natural eye, you can see. But with the spiritual eye, you are in the darkness. You don't know, right? And God really, really turns on his um, light and the understanding and uh, an awakening happens in our lives. Then Second Peter also is written, we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable and you will do well to pay attention to it as the light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. Now, guess who that morning star is? He is the bright and morning star. That is what is said of, of uh, Jesus Christ. And, and we move on now uh, to find that that morning, what what when when we say the morning watch, because now it is really kind of a, a, a kind of a, a phrase used within the Christian 
church where ministry is concerned and even sometimes in uh, in, in churches and you know the uh, the involvement of a congregation in the duties and the affairs of their church there is a morning watch i know that i used to uh go to prayer early six o'clock in the morning and i drove 30 minutes to get to it right so you know i was up at five for sure and we would pray in the morning the morning watch but the significance of it means a deep conviction that the only way to maintain and carry out the surrender to Christ and the Holy Spirit is by meeting God very definitely at the commencement of each day and receiving from himself the grace needed for a walk in holy obedience. And this is taken from, from a um, a another webpage, it Ignite of the the darkness. That's what it's that that article is titled, uh, and it's from the Global uh, Watch. I think that's what the uh, the ministry is called. And here is an, a real good uh, explanation of what was happening to me during that season of the Lord calling me. Now He still calls me, but it was more intense during the season of the testimony that I gave. Very intense. The deep conviction that the only way to maintain and carry out the surrender to Christ and the Holy Spirit is by meeting him every morning at the beginning of the day and receiving from him the grace needed to walk in holy obedience. And am I perfected in it? Well, no, but it carried me through that season in um, causing me to like hear from the just to keep, to keep hearing and hearing and being guided by the Lord and knowing that I was never alone. So here now are uh, scriptures that help us to find strength and guidance for the morning and to give us a little bit more understanding of why the morning can be so very significant in our fellowship with the Lord. Psalm 5.3 says, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. Isn't that something? You hear me in the morning and I can put my request there and then expect you as I wait, expect you to answer. And then um, Psalm 5, I'm sorry, uh, Psalm 30 and verse 5, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may not stay or may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. And in this, I do believe that that is metaphorically saying that when we are in the weeping season, that is the night. But as we go through and God speaks and God delivers and God shows, we enter into the moment of rejoicing. The morning, the morning, the, the morning comes. Now, Psalm 59 and verse 16 says, But I will sing of your strength in the morning. I will sing of your love, for you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. Hallelujah. And let me tell you how during that season and sometimes even now, my hymnal and my Bible on the table I would sing and sing and read and read and sing and worship and read. 
And I told you those moments were so long. It was as if I had been before the Lord for just as long as I wanted to be there, really. And the necessity to, to you know, do other things was never, uh, it never pushed me to hurry. I didn't have to hurry. It was my time with my father. And then uh, Psalm 88, uh, 13 says, but O Lord, cry to you. I cry to you, but I, O Lord, cry to you. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. More of the same. Psalm 90 says, satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. And I'm going to say to you that it mimics um, lamentations, right? Oh, Lord, every morning your mercy is new. Your faithfulness never fails us. It's there in the morning. Glory to God. And then Psalm 119, uh, verse 147 says, I rise before dawn and cry for help. I hope in your words, but I rise before dawn. Robbie Zacharias told the story of his time. Hi, Maisie, Marzi. Uh, welcome. Thank you for being here. He and his uh, friend were ministering, I think, in, um, <clears throat> it may have been Vietnam. I can't remember, but it was definitely um, in the eastern part of the world there. And he said, they would be, you know, ministering late and they'd be up late and go to bed. Uh, and his friend would rise early and go outside on the rooftop somewhere. And Robbie said he would always, you know, be so tired and wonder how he could do it. But the urgency of the ministry, the urgency of what they were experiencing and the intensity of all that drives you to the Lord. Absolutely, who else can help us? God alone, you see. And so I think Ravi learned uh, something from being with him, which is also what fellowship does for us. I may be in one way <clears throat> stronger or uh, at least, you know, have a, have a perspective that you might need. But you might be stronger and give a perspective that I might need. So you then, in fellowship with me, we're feeding each other and we're growing much stronger. Now we go to Psalm 130, verse 6. My soul is for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, <laughs> more than watchmen for the morning. I can imagine that the watchmen in that last watch, they really want the morning to come. Why? So they can sleep a little bit. Maybe they, you know, get a little more rest. So my soul longs for the Lord like that. And that reminds me of Psalm 42. Uh, uh, you know, a deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spot. Oh, what is the, the first verse is? As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul longeth after thee. It's a it's a longing, it's a panting, it's a need, and you really want to be with him. And how do we think that we could go for days without the a feeling of the refreshment 
of being in the presence of God, the feeling of the spirit. And I'm saying feeling, you know, I'm a Southerner, so kind of lay on these vowels, right? Not the feeling like, you know, pinch me, I feel it. Not that one, but the feeling as pouring water into a container. Fill me to overflowing with thy presence, with your love, with your spirit, that I might function as I am the reborn of you. You are my father. Fill me today. Give me instruction. Show me how to walk. Let me hear your voice. And morning by morning, I'm sure I need that replenishment every day, every day. Now, do we pray all through the day? Surely we do. The word says, do not cease to pray. Pray without ceasing. Be ready instant, you know, be instant in season and out. So we're not just, you know, the morning is there to get get it all in us so that that's what we do for the rest of the day. We push it out. And then Psalm 143, verse 8 says, Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go. For to you I entrust my life. Hallelujah. Again, that reminds me of Lamentations. You know, um, if it were not for the Lord's mercy, we would uh, be consumed. But every morning, great is his faithfulness. Yes, and his mercy meets us. And then Isaiah 50, we started with that. Uh, but verse 4, the sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to hear like one being instructed. Glory, glory, glory. God is uh, creating in us habits that are good for us and that move us into the very reckoned redemption that he has already wrought. His blood brought us back, right? And he reckons us to be the redeemed right from the beginning. And yet we have to work out our soul salvation, as the word says. So it isn't just uh, to start and stop, but it, it is to uh, start and keep going. So may God be praised. These are a few scriptures that will get you there. There is one other, and I thought it was in here, but um, give ear to my prayer, O Lord, hearken to my voice, uh, unto my meditation, hearken unto my meditation. For unto thee will I cry, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer, and unto thee, I shall look up. And I think it's Psalm 8. It's a great one. It's a great one. During that season also, I asked the Lord to give me melody for as many scriptures as I could contain. 
so that I would be able to sing and remember that, you know, like a little children, you sing a little song and they can remember that little song, right? And they learn from hearing those songs. And truly, 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 that's what he did for me. He gave me many of them. I have them all written down. And for the longest time, I thought they were just for me and me only. It never occurred to me to share any of these songs with anyone. But then um, as time has gone on, I definitely have shared them, most of them with my sisters and my good friends, right? Not most of them, but some some of them. And we even sung. Uh, one was uh, performed in, well, sung for worship at, at a church that had an extremely powerful worship. Every Sunday morning, they, they, it was just a high time in the church. It was a wonderful, wonderful. And uh, I told the pastor it was a response to something that was going on. And I uh, just shared it with him, right? And he told me to give it to the pianist who could really play. Oh, my gosh. And she played and we sang. And let me tell you that when it happened, I entered into that worship as if it had never been so personal, like I, I didn't feel like, you know, I had written it because I had not written. It was the Holy Spirit. And God is that way. He's a wonderful Lord. And we have, again, at least this night ingested uh, his word. We've heard it. And some of it, I'm sure, has made a difference and, and uh, sunken or into our very being. And you might remember it, right? And let it feed you as you go. It's a wonderful thing to know our Father. It is good to know God. I am so grateful to him for having loved me enough to endure my enmity against him and still die for me and call me by name and embrace me as he has done. He is hope. He is love. He is joy. He is Oh my, he's daddy, he's papa, he's very good, and we're so grateful. I'm glad that you have stopped by. Remember I told you I would have many a dinner with my good friend Roger from France. He was he's my oldest daughter's um, godfather, but we were really good friends. And I had so many wonderful meals with Roger. He would cook these wonderful, wonderful dinners. And we would just be there from six in the evening until two in the morning. I mean, never, probably never before two would I leave his house or one, something like that. And the whole evening was just a, a, a joyous and wonderful time with a really good friend or friends because he would invite several people. And as Roger would uh, dine, take, he, he made the food, of course, you know, he cooked it all. He would sing. Mm, 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 mm. This is so good, so good. He would say this up within his French accent, of course. And that's what happens when we dine at the table of our Father. He has prepared a meal, and that meal is delectable. It is good. And I'm going to tell you, the sir, this this mouth of mine, this person that I am, so incapable so incapable. I know my limitations. And so if anything comes out that is beneficial to anyone, give God all the glory and all the thanks. He is the giver. 
of this spiritual nourishment that we need to get through our days. And I thank him. I just thank him. And sometimes I know I'm stumbling and not quite there because I, you know, so much goes on in a day in my life. I need him early in the morning. I need him then. I need my Lord because you see, I am like a sheep, dumb, gone astray, gone to my own way. And it's only when I check in with him that I can be pretty sure that I'm going in a right direction when I hear his voice. And so we must continue to check in. Make it an early morning check-in, everyone, and see how blessed you will be. And with that, I say, I am so glad you were here, Marzi. I am glad you were here, Wisdom. I'm glad you were here, Jane Ousu. I am so glad to see your reams. I thank you guys for taking the time to stop in. And of course, this will be uploaded to the webpage. We are Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. I am Phyllis, your host, and you are always welcome. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, if there be any who have heard tonight anything that meant anything to them of significance or they have a question, Lord God, I ask that you would be the one who answers the question. And in your great and wonderful love, you would embrace and draw them into yourself. I pray, Father, that by your shed blood, they will find that redemptive power to live in the light and to fellowship with you. I praise you for it. I thank you because your word says that you are not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And with that, my God, we pray in your will that these, if there be any, come to repentance and that those who are already in your kingdom living, that you promised abundant life. You said that you would, that we would have life and have it more abundantly. Father, heap upon us your life that ours may be more abundant. Fill us to overflowing, God. We want to be filled with you. You alone are our necessity. You, Father, are the love that we all desire. And with this, I give you thanks and praise, and I say thank you. And to all of you, I say have a very, very pleasant rest of your evening or day. And by his grace and power, We will see you perhaps next time. Take good care. Blessed be the name of our Father and our God. Hallelujah.